In this episode, Alex Cameron is back on the show. Just back from attending the massive Social Media Marketing World Conference in San Diego, Alex shares with us five takeaways from the many keynotes and workshops she went to. Welcome to episode 123 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. And now, here's your host, Roger Edwards. Hey folks, and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plug me and my guests into your earphones. I'm going to go straight into this week's interview with Alex Cameron. It's an exclusive about the recently held Social Media Marketing World Conference in San Diego. We chat about how less is more when it comes to posting content to social media, why engaging with your community is as important as your content, breaking the algorithms is possible with live streaming video, whether social media ads increase your exposure and by how much, and that Instagram is on fire and why you should put it into your mix. Alex is a social media coach from San Diego, California. With a background in the hospitality industry, she loves empowering her clients with the knowledge and direction they need to succeed in the world of digital marketing and social media. So let's get straight into that interview with Alex right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Alex Cameron, welcome back to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thanks, Roger. I'm excited to be back again. Alex, you have effectively become the Marketing and Finance Podcast correspondent in San Diego, California, because this is your second appearance on the podcast. You were first on the show back in episode 87, which is effectively a year ago. That was last week, the 2017 event, and you very kindly agreed to come back on the show and tell me what you've learned from social media marketing world this year. But before we get to that, Alex, just for the people who didn't listen to episode 87, can you give me a little bit of background about yourself and where you come from and what you do and what makes you tick? Absolutely. And let me just say, I love the official title you just gave me, Esther. I love it. <laughs> I'll add that one to my resume. Um, but like I said, it's a, it's a pleasure to be back on your podcast, Roger. And for those of you who do not know me, let me say hi and welcome. My name is Alex Cameron, and I am the founder and CEO of Signature Social Marketing Consulting. And simply what I do is that I provide the knowledge, direction, and empowerment that small business owners need to succeed when it comes to the ever-changing world of social media. Awesome. And you do happen to have an advantage when it comes to social media marketing world because you actually live in the town that hosts the event, San Diego, California. So you're right on its doorstep. Yep. It's right in my backyard. So for me, it's a must attend event every single year. And it's quite interesting because um, I, for all sorts of reasons, which would be no interest to anybody, I couldn't go this year. But of course, like everybody, I log on to my various social media feeds. So it doesn't matter whether it was Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. In the days leading up to social media marketing world, it looked like the entire world was going to San Diego apart from me so I could see I could see everybody that I know from the social media landscape getting on planes at Heathrow getting on planes at 
Amsterdam, getting on planes in New York, and they were all converging on San Diego. So I had a severe case of missing out here. So it's really good that you're on the show to give me a little bit of an update as to what goes on. For those people who are listening to the show who don't know much about social media marketing, well, we should perhaps just cover off what it actually is, Alex. And what would you say? It's the biggest social media marketing event in the entire world. Is that fair? That's what they're saying. It's the largest social media conference in the world. Just this year at the 2017 conference, we had over 3,100 attendees from all over the world. That's amazing. And how many speakers do you think there were over the three, four days? Well, there's around 130 workshops So among the speakers, there's probably still around 75 to 100 speakers. So Alex, give me a bit of a feel for the overall vibe that you picked up from social media marketing world this year. In terms of the energy, the energy levels were still so high. I think I talked about this last time on the podcast. It is so refreshing to be in a room of over 3,000 people and have the same passion in common. And to be able to speak the language back and forth to each other. It's a great conference, not just for the education piece, but really for quality networking. And I can go on and on bragging about this conference, but I will say that the one thing that stands out to me about this conference is that they're so intentional about, um, helping people to network. It's not one of these conferences where they host a networking event, they throw everyone into a room and they say, okay, go and network. They're actually taking the time and they have staff that are focused on purely helping people to network during the actual conference. Um, Last year, I think we only had one networking ambassador at the event. This year, we had over 17 ambassadors who were stationed, so to speak, inside the network plaza and all the attendees could come up to them and say, hey, this is who I'm looking to network with. Um, How can you help me do that? And those ambassadors were then responsible for helping them get in touch with the right people. For me, that is above and beyond what a conference should be doing in terms of networking. And I love that, you know, this is now their fifth year at Social Media Marketing World. And, you know, they continue to consistently deliver quality every single time. I think that's one of the things that I really picked up again from the social media that I saw. The videos that people were posting could be live videos, could be on Snapchat and Instagram, etc. Is a lot of people go to this event, not just for the speakers, not just for the workshops, they go because they're meeting up with their peers and with their colleagues from around the world. So it's like a great big reunion as well as a conference, isn't it? Absolutely. You are not the only person who has said that. I actually had the opportunity to um, interact with some of the team members at registration and we heard some attendees, you know, attendees who came previously and are coming back again. Um, They say it's like coming back to the family and being able to see those uh, people that they met from previous years. And and like you said, it's very much uh, a very happy reunion. Now, we could spend the next probably couple of days talking about all the different uh, speeches that you saw, the different workshops you went to, but we haven't really got time to do that. What I'd like to do today is come up with five key takeaways that you've come away with from the conference with. And I thought it'd be really good just to go through those five takeaways, Alex, and and maybe share with the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast, and we can just maybe talk around those. So why don't we go straight into takeaway number one? Absolutely. And this one 
is something that I'm so happy was discussed at this conference. This conference is an influencer in its own right. Um, it really shapes the focus and the direction that marketers and business owners um, spend their time and energy on when it comes to social media marketing. And the first takeaway, and this surprised a lot of people to hear this, but I'm happy it did. And it's a very bold statement. It's less is more. Less is more. Mm-hmm. And you know wh- what does that mean? And it goes back to a challenge that that is not shocking to us. We've been dealing with this issue for a while, especially with Facebook, and that's the declining organic reach, right? There's less and less people seeing our content. Um, And so how some marketers and business owners chose to respond was, well, if less and less people are seeing our content, then we need to up the frequency. We need to be posting not just one time a day, but seven to eight times a day, because then people will see our content and then we'll get more leads and more sales. And Mike Stelsner, who's the founder and CEO of Social Media Examiner, who puts on this conference, he clearly stated that it's no longer about frequency. Frequency is not going to break the algorithm. When it comes to algorithms, and that A word was mentioned a lot, algorithm, but when it comes to content, less is more with algorithms. So are we actually saying, Alex, here that a piece of content is maybe a blog or, or or something you put on your website. Are we saying that if you put up a blog, you should only tweet it once, you should only put it on Facebook once, rather than, I suppose, what's become established wisdom, seven or eight times on Twitter, maybe a couple of times on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Is Mike saying just hit them once? I don't think he's saying just do it once, but I think he wants to shift the focus once again back to what is our community responding to when it comes to content. So if we have a blog post that we share, let's say on Facebook, and we're noticing that we're getting a lot of engagement from that uh, specific blog post, doesn't mean we never have to post that or share that blog post again. What he's saying, I think, is more of, um, I think marketers were trying to break the algorithm, but just trying to post as many times as possible. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it was diluting the quality of the content that we've been sharing with our communities. And as a result, the consequence of that is that we're actually annoying our customers more than we're giving them value. So let's move on to takeaway number two, Alex. Takeaway number two, I've actually already hinted that at it. And it's about how we're shifting our focus to not just content, but our existing communities. So we know at this point that it's hard for um, us to be able to share our messages with our audience because of the declining reach. But what we've done is that we've put so much focus on quality content that we haven't taken the time to go back and engage with our communities. Social media is not a one-way conversation, and it never has been. It wasn't created to be a one-way sales channel. The intention of social media is to be social. And I feel like we've lost that because we've been so focused on creating great uh, content. And not to say that uh, content isn't important, but we're, we're now ignoring our communities. We're not really listening to what they're saying to us. Um, so going back to that, we need to focus on nurturing the relationships that already exist in our 
communities. We need to make sure that we're making our fans and our supporters feel special and feel valued. And the best way to do that is to give value to them in a way that they do want to engage with us. Because if they engage with us, they're going to be our brand advocates. They're going to help us spread the word about our content and about our message and to help increase our brand awareness. So it's that re kind of focusing our, uh, our shifting our focus to, to go back to the community. The other C word that we kind of been ignoring. Yeah, I think this is a really important one. I guess that quite a lot of marketers fall into the trap of just being in broadcast mode. So here's a link to my podcast. Here's a link to my blog. Here's a link to my ebook. Here's a link to my video. And as you say, social media isn't selling media. It isn't selfish media. It's a conversation. You know, I often use the example of it's like going to the pub. You won't go into the pub and instead of talking to your friends, just go up to them and try and flog them some double glazing or something like that. You have a conversation with them about what you've done at work, films you've seen, what you've had for dinner, uh, etc. And if you miss that social interaction, then people will feel they're being sold to and they'll switch off very quickly. So what you're really saying is that in amongst the followers and the community that you've built up around your content, you've got to engage with those people, have proper conversations with them, thank them for retweeting asking them questions responding to their own questions if you put a facebook live video up and somebody puts a load of comments in the feed whilst you're live and you haven't got the ability to actually sit there and type responses to them because you're actually in the live environment take time afterwards to go through those comments and reply to them and to engage with them that's what you're saying isn't it exactly and i noticed that something you do in your live videos i see that that every single time someone comments either you recognize them over the live video or you go back and you read through the comments and you respond to every single one and that stands out to someone that shows them that you're caring about them, that you want to nurture that relationship. And I'm I'm happy you brought up live video because honestly, there's no longer an excuse to not be able to generate a conversation pretty easily. Live video has given us that capability to have more of a conversation with our audience. So in my opinion, there's no longer an excuse to have a one-way conversation. Live video is your channel to be able to communicate with your audiences, to be able to listen and respond. And that actually leads to um, the third takeaway. We talked about this A word, right? The algorithm. Every time you hear the word algorithm, every marketer cringes and I was like, I I hate the (laughs) algorithm and I hate it too. I, I hate the algorithm, but we have to learn to work with it. And, um, there's, there's no way to break the algorithm right now, but there is a loophole around it. And that is live video, Mm -hmm. live video, Uh, For any of you who are already using live video, you should see that your reach is probably three to five times the reach of a normal post. And that's actually we can thank Facebook for once for that. Usually Facebook is making our lives a lot harder. Um, But Facebook is actually going in and boosting the reach of these live videos organically so that more people are engaging with live videos. They want people to use live video. Live video to them is the future of marketing. And so they want to put an emphasis on that. Um, And that's something that as marketers and as business owners, we should take advantage when Facebook is helping us out there. Yeah. And that was the topic we discussed when you came on the podcast last time back in episode 87, Alex, the importance of live video and how you will be given priority by the algorithm if you use live video streaming. And it seems that that hasn't changed in the last 12 months and it's still something that we should be focusing on 
And that was one of the themes that came out of the conference. Absolutely. I mean, that was definitely the focus of last year's conference. I remember walking into that conference and knowing exactly what was going to be the the focus, the trend, and that was live video. Um, coming in this year, I was, I was a little bit more... Um, confused. I didn't know what the focus was going to be. And it, it was still, you know, the huge, there was a huge focus still on live video, but there are a couple other things that we'll talk about um, later on in this conversation that really surprised me about uh, what Mike Stelzner is saying is the future of social media marketing. Fantastic. So first takeaway is less is more. Second takeaway is we need to shift our focus from content to community. And takeaway number three is the only way you can play the algorithm or bust the algorithm is to focus on live video streaming. So why don't we move on to takeaway number number four? Takeaway number four is about the other A word that a lot of us marketers um, use quite often, and that's advertising. Mm -hmm. And specifically, the question is, do ads help with reach, with declining organic reach? Are ads really the answer to our to our problem with that? Um, and it, one of the things that Mike brought up, and this is actually something that I ignored at the time when it was announced back in July of 2016, the CFO of Facebook said that as of March 2017, so right about now, there would no longer be any room in the news feed for ads. Wow. And uh, yeah. And at the time when it was announced, I I really ignored that. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that Mike brought that back up because what he focused on with advertising is if that is the case, and we don't really know that at this point, Facebook hasn't provided any other sort of update with that as of this year. But if that's a problem we have to deal with, then where else should we be advertising? Um, and Mike talked about other other ways, especially with Facebook, right? Because um, Messenger, you can now advertise on Messenger. And we're starting to see ads within videos. I don't know if you've seen that already, but I've started to see ads that happen mid-roll whenever I watch a video. So we're already starting to experiment with how can we reach our audiences beyond the newsfeed, especially if we are really running out of room to show our ads to our users. That's quite an interesting development, isn't it? And, and again, I think that we've probably lived in a world, or that those of us who have taken advantage of these social media platforms have lived in a world where we've had access to all of these people pretty much for free, but now we're having to start to pay for it. Somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, I think, said about 18 months ago, Take advantage of Facebook advertising now because the big brands with the big deep pockets and the massive budgets haven't cottoned on to this yet. Here's your opportunity to start doing it now before the big boys realize and start throwing their cash for Facebook advertising. So is the feeling that the that that bubbles burst now and that our, our opportunity is gone? I don't think the opportunity is gone. I think we just need to think about how uh, we need to be more creative with our ads and how we reach our audiences through those messages. And it's interesting what you brought up about what Gary V said, because um, one of the other keynote speakers, uh, Shailene Johnson, was talking about live video. And she mentioned, she said, this is the time for us to capitalize on live video. We're going to look back 20 years from now and we're going to joke, remember when live video was free? Yeah. You know, and that was a powerful statement. You know, we do, um, I think we're, there's a lot of potential with live video and there's actually her keynote, uh, was on how to, uh, generate sales from live video. So she essentially took the info 
commercial uh, formula and she translated it to live video and it's worked really well for her. Um, but she's like, I am doing this literally for free with an infomercial. You know, you have to spend thousands of dollars to create this, this, uh, this product essentially she's doing it for absolutely free on Facebook. And according to her, she's like, that's not going to happen for long. If there's a, there's going to be a point where we're going to have to start charging. It's interesting again. So really what you're saying is that the, even though advertising is perhaps becoming harder, we've got to be clever with our messaging and probably clever with our targeting as well. It's interesting. I was having a chat with a potential client the other day and, and it was a client from the financial services industry and that's always difficult. But when you ask them who their target market is, they'll give you something extremely broad like, oh, men and women between the ages of 25 and 50. And I said, well, come on, you know, let's narrow it down a little bit more. You know, is it people in a five, five-year band who live in Bognor Regis who drive Mondeos, you know, give me something a little bit more targeted. And I think that that's what we should never forget. Facebook and and other advertising platforms now with the data that goes behind it gives us the ability to be pinpoint accurate with our targeting. And if we we are a lot more specific with the segment we're going after, then we can be more creative with the message that we put across to them. Yep, exactly. I mean, targeting is is a must. You're not going to see the results you want to see unless you are thinking about who do I actually want to target? And I still have so many of my clients coming to me and saying, oh, Facebook ads don't work. And I, um, I'm like, okay, well, let's take a step back here. You know, who who did you target in the ad? Uh, well, I just, you know, United States. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the entire United States. Okay, well, let's let's start there and let's narrow that focus a little and then come back and tell me if Facebook ads haven't worked for you. Yeah, that's as bad as saying I'm going after millennials, isn't it? Okay, all 25 billion of them or whatever it is. My goodness, right. Alex, we better move on to takeaway number five. Yep. And, you know, I we've definitely been focusing a lot on Facebook and um, my actually pointed that out that, okay, if, if we're really dealing with a problem here, um, declining organic reach, as well as running out of space in the newsfeed for ads, are there other platforms that we should be focusing on? And I actually want to make sure that I'm quoting the Mike Stelzner correctly. And he says, Instagram is absolutely on fire. Instagram's hot. And he threw out some pretty interesting statistics. He said 54% of marketers are using Instagram, and that's 18% more than two years ago. And 71% of marketers want to learn more about this platform. Mike was saying that Instagram, according to his own observations, has been one of the fastest growing networks that he's ever experienced. So, you know, if we're looking for a completely different channel, although I say that and Instagram is one of Facebook's children, so to speak. Um, so it's not a completely different platform, but there is a different audience on there and there's there's a different opportunity to reach people on Instagram. And Instagram has been, um, there's been a lot of changes with Instagram over the past year and we don't have the time to go through all of them, but um, it's something that we need to be paying attention to if we're trying to get more of that engagement. We can't just focus on Facebook. Facebook is great, um, but there are other channels out there that are experiencing this rapid growth that we need to think about if those are right places for us to build a presence on for our businesses. And what is it about Instagram that makes it so hot? Is it the the fact that it's big pictures and it's effectively just pictures and a bit of video and people like visuals? Is that what it is? I think because it's not Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you could say the Make same thing about Snapchat and yeah. and and uh... it's not Facebook. It's not Snapchat. Um, there's always been a very loyal audience on Instagram. It's always been a millennials favorite. And I think because it's not as distracting as Facebook, um, uh, Facebook right now for me is extremely distracting. I go in there and I can do anything from look on my newsfeed to go to a, now we have Facebook stories. We have Facebook messenger day. I mean, it's, it's so much to consume. It's almost a bit of a turnoff for someone like me. Whereas on Instagram, I'm able to focus better. I'm able to have better conversations with people because I don't feel as distracted. I don't feel as disrupted as the user. Alex, you bring up a very interesting point there about Facebook stories. Now this hadn't happened for social media marketing world, even though that's only a week ago and Facebook stories only appeared on my iPhone yesterday and also Facebook has now now has something called direct on it which is like another messenger app that's within the Facebook app in addition to the separate Facebook messenger app and both of those allow you to have these Snapchat ripoff type stories and of course you've got the Snapchat ripoff type stories in Instagram which are all effectively Snapchat clones. So we've now got this storytelling feature appearing in pretty much every, everything. Now, I actually like the storytelling feature. I always have done that. That's what, as you said, that's how we met on Snapchat and we've we've all started using Instagram. But now everybody, well, Facebook, is introducing the same thing onto all of their apps. Is this just going to create conformity and effectively it's just going to become so prevalent everywhere that nobody will take any notice of it anymore. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it just came out. So there's still a lot of time for us to be able to observe and see if people really latch on to this on Facebook. The one advantage with Facebook is that you're getting a very large age demographic on there. Mm. And that's not something we can say of Instagram and Snapchat right now. Instagram and Snapchat are still very millennial dominated, whereas Mm. Facebook, we are getting a little bit of the older generation in there people so like me see, huh? <laughs> well and and, and there and so I'm, I'm curious to see how that generation responds stories and honestly i was joking with one of my coworkers today i was like how many stories can we freaking tell tell because you don't want to create the same content on every single channel that's a lot to take on as a marketer i think you're right and, and we've got to decide which of the channels suits our particular target customer because as you say i don't want to record a version of the same story on four different story platforms I have to decide where my customers are and if they respond to stories and just focus my attention there. And in the reality as well is if my customers aren't there and they don't respond to stories, then as a marketer, I stop trying to target them with stories and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's we, we've got to be in experiment, experimentation phase right now. We need to go back and, and figure out what's working and what's not working. And that's going to take some time to see what actually the results are from that. So it sounds like you had an awesome time at Social Media Marketing World. Those are five great takeouts, and you have written a blog about these takeouts, and you've created a little bit more detail than we've had time to go into in the podcast. And I'm going to put a link to your blog in the show notes for the podcast. Before we sign off, Alex, what would you say, who who was the best speaker at Social Media Marketing World? Can you just roll that off quickly? 
Gosh, that's a tough question. I'm going to go with uh, one that I actually watched again last night, and that was a uh, workshop on how to creatively use video ads from your business from Rick Mulready. And um, I haven't I haven't been exposed to him before the conference, so I'm, I'm intrigued to learn more about him. But that, that workshop was amazing. It was very action-oriented. I could go and create a video ad literally the next day if I'd never learned about video ads before. Fantastic. I'm going to have to look him up. And once I have looked him up, I'll put his name in the show notes as well. Alex, thanks so much for coming on the podcast for a second time. Thank you for being our correspondent in San Diego. Thank you for being our delegate at the Social Media Marketing World Conference. Hopefully people listening to the podcast might want to get in touch with you. So as always, Alex, tell me how can people connect with you? The easiest way to get in touch with me is facebook.com slash SIG social marketing. So that's facebook.com forward slash SIG social marketing. Fantastic. And I'll put that in the show notes as well, Alex. Thanks once again for coming on the podcast. We will do this again in 12 months time, but I really do genuinely hope that we get a chance to meet each other before that. Me too. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the topics, apps and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. If you are a business person, financial services professional or journalist and have a marketing or finance story to tell, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's just thoughts and opinions, okay? Okay.